WUKY presents health news you can use. It's Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. The incidence of spinal cord injury is over 17,000 new cases per year in the United States. I recently spoke with Dr. John Ginsel, Acting Director of the Spinal Cord and Brain Injury Research Center at UK and Associate Professor of Physiology in the College of Medicine about spinal cord injury and a recent meeting he attended in Utah. The conference I just got back from is the Unite to Fight Paralysis Symposium. And it's an annual symposium uh, put together by the Unite to Fight Paralysis group, which is really focused on trying to you know, translate therapies into individuals with spinal cord injury. So how do we kind of line up the researchers and the clinicians and the drug companies and the individuals with injury to facilitate real change? So that was that was the conference that I attended and I presented there. Um, the center that I'm the acting director for is the Spinal Cord and Brain Injury Research Center. And uh, this is a center here at the University of Kentucky that's been around for almost 25 years now. And it started with... Um, the Kentucky Spinal Cord and Head Injury Research Trust, which uh, used money that it was originally tied to traffic violations to support the development and, and continued research activities of um, two centers, one in the University of Kentucky and one at the University of Louisville. And as a result of that, we've got quite a few people faculty members with with uh, very active research programs studying spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury. More on the sort of basic science, animal model side of things, but still it, it, there's a lot of involvement with the community in, in ways that we can actually try to facilitate our research to uh, the individuals in need that we're doing our research for. And this is uh, like so many uh, things when it comes to taking care of our patients. The This is a multidisciplinary um type of endeavor. I know you, you, you're not just dealing with anatomy and physiology and neurosurgery and orthopedics and neurology. There's, there's just all sorts of basic and clinical science that come together to try to assist these patients. Yeah, and you know, one of the challenges, and I think something that is not unique to the spinal cord injury field, but you know, with with my area of expertise, I'm seeing a lot of efforts in these areas. Is how do you align all those parts that you just mentioned? You know, because there's sometimes great gaps in communication, gaps in sort of handing off potential therapies from, say, a research lab to a to a drug company and and, and such. And how do we do that work also? with the voice and the participation of people who are actually living with the condition. And so that was that's the goal of the Unite to Fight Paralysis Symposium, one of the goals that we're trying to work toward as a center itself. I, I was really intrigued and, and educated by Hillary Smith's article uh, about the center and about the symposium and, and that touched on you and your colleague. And th- there was a very human moment in that article where you reflected on you know, at this point in my career, really wanting to help patients with brain and spinal cord injury and sort of looking at what you've done so far and, and looking to the future. What what sort of hopes do you have for this sort of coming up part of your career? Yeah, and, and I'll give you a little bit of background on that, which is one of the reasons I was asked to speak at the conference, which is, you know, I, I've been in the field now for almost 25 years, um, started out as an undergraduate, actually. And, and you know, during that time, I've I've heard repeatedly about how excited, exciting it is to be in spinal cord injury research and how we're sort of on the cusp of this big breakthrough. But I've been hearing that kind of play itself out again and again every 10 years or so. And so that's gotten me to think of, you know, what can I do? 
in my career now that I'm kind of at the mid mid career stage so that when I look back in 20 years from now that I've actually made some real impact in people and I, and I'm hopeful that that can happen and in large part because there seems to be an effort across multiple disciplines in the neurotrauma fields to really get those groups together, get those individuals, those researchers together, and, and try to implement change. Um, there's boundaries there. It's it's challenging, but I'm hopeful that with more investment and dialogue from all the sort of stakeholders involved that we can really make sure that we're meeting the priorities of, of all the people involved. And we have different priorities, but if we can identify where they overlap, we can hopefully advance therapies. For, for our average you know, listener and interested party who wants to learn more, and, and we'll link to um, the center's website, what, what should we as, as citizens of the Commonwealth and beyond be thinking about vis-a-vis this type of work? Ah, that's an interesting question. You know, I tend to think about this more from the trainee perspective of graduate students and medical students who try to encourage to you know, interact with the SCI community and the spinal cord injury community, the SCI community to, you know, understand the true challenges that people are facing that are living with, with injuries and traumatic brain injuries. You know, I guess on the, the side from the Commonwealth, we're, we're a state-supported center. And so uh, in the sense that we do get some money from the state to kind of keep our research activities going. And I think uh, it's important that we're sort of held accountable to the, to the, to the um, citizens, the taxpayers of the of the Commonwealth, in in terms of you know being accessible if people need it, ask questions if they want to know, and I think in general you can learn more about uh, the conditions that people have and, and some of the challenges there. And you know it's interesting just just going out to this meeting and uh, where in which a lot of people who have spinal cord injuries in our wheel are in wheelchairs attend, you know, it's not a trivial task to be, uh, to get there, right? And and there's still accessibility challenges, even these days that we're, you know, we have the ADA and, and the American Disabilities Act and such, but some of those things aren't necessarily consistent with convenience for individuals and wheelchairs and others. So I think being aware of that, there are things you can do in your day-to-day life or ways they may interact and see that you can actually facilitate some accessibility for, for people with those conditions. Well, John, thank you so much for chatting with me. Before we part, uh, is there anything else that you would want our listeners to know about the center or the symposium or moving forward? Yeah, I, so I would just like to, to make a point that this all came about in large part because of um, Dr. Alexander Repshevsky, who is, who is a faculty member in the center who also has a spinal cord injury. And um, through my interactions with him over the last decade that I've been here at the University of Kentucky, he's really raised the awareness of how important it is to think about you know, the work we're doing and why we're doing it, who we're trying to help. And he's been able to really facilitate a lot of these communications for me personally to go to this meeting and also to be a real advocate for um, both the community of researchers and uh, individuals with spinal cord injury. So I, I think he deserves a lot of recognition for the work that he's been doing. My thanks today to Dr. John Ginsel, Associate Professor of Physiology at the UK College of Medicine and Acting Director of the Spinal Cord and Brain Injury Research Center at UK. For more information, visit our website at wuky.org. With health news you can use, I'm Dr. Greg Davis on medicine. Dr. Greg Davis is a forensic pathologist at the University of Kentucky who volunteers his time to cover important medical news for our community. This program is available as a podcast at wuky.org.